You're listening to Season 5, Episode 4 of Brave and Boss Podcast. On this week's podcast, I am so excited for today's guest. She's been a mentor of mine for my coaching business and is just coming out with a book. So you're really going to love this episode. She's a total pro and we're going to talk all about finding your genius and ditching those self-doubts so you can finally thrive in your business. So let's get into it. Welcome to Brave and Boss, a podcast for the purpose-driven founder who wants to grow their e-commerce business. I'm your host, Christy Sumer. I'm the CEO and founder of the Ethical Fashion Line Encircled, a conscious business coach and passionate about helping you break through your limits and build a brand that matters. Let's do this. Hello, and welcome back to Brave and Boss, the podcast. I'm your host, Christy Sumer, the founder and CEO of the sustainable fashion brand Encircled, host of this podcast, business mentor, coach, proud dog, mama, and I'm excited to be back with you for another episode with a phenomenal guest. I was absolutely floored when she reached out to me and asked if she could come on the podcast to teach all of us about finding genius because finding your genius is so key to building a business. Not only if you're just starting a business to finding what really works for you, but also to figuring out what you really should be working on in your business as you scale, because we're not all good at everything. And in school, we're taught that we should work on our weaknesses rather than honing in on our strengths. So Kelly and I are going to talk about this on the podcast today and talk about what genius is and how you can really harness that in your business. So before I get into that, based on timing right now of release of this episode, I know we are in the middle of the weekend for Black Friday, Cyber Monday. So I hope you are having an amazing weekend with sales and really making the most of this retail event for your brand. It's a great opportunity where people are shopping already to convert So Cyber Monday is tomorrow. So get in there, get those sales going. And if you're listening to this at a later date, hello, welcome. We're excited to have you here either way. But the timing of this is November, end of November, 2021. So let me tell you a little bit about today's guest, Kelly Track. So she is a four-time entrepreneur, business coach, and author of P.S. You're a Genius, an unconventional guide to finding your innate gifts, even when you feel like you have none. She's a business coach and she's actually my business coach. So she's helped me immensely with my coaching business and digital products. I was in her group, The Mentorship, for a while. She also hosts the podcast, The Kelly Track Show, which is phenomenal. We'll link to it in the show notes. It has over 100,000 downloads. And she's the creator of Your Conscious Empire, a course that teaches people how to build a business based on their genius. And I've personally taken this course. I have not completed it yet, but it is amazing. And she really goes above and beyond when it comes to content creation. So Kelly has a Bachelor of Commerce honors degree from the University of British Columbia, where she studied on scholarship. She's also worked at Tesla Motors, studied at Sciences Po in Paris, France, and she was accepted into pre-accelerator program taught by a billionaire venture capitalist in Silicon Valley. Amazing. After her first three tech startups failed in San Francisco, she built a fourth business centered around her genius, which enabled her to create success doing what? came most naturally to you. Now she teaches others how to do the same. So please join me in welcoming Kelly Track to the show. All right. I am so excited to welcome Kelly Track to the show. Welcome, Kelly. Thank you so much for having me, Christy. I'm so honored to be here. Oh, I'm so excited to have you on the show. 
So let's start off with an intro for those of our listeners who don't know who you are and haven't heard me raving about you. Who are you and what do you do and what's your why? Great questions. I am Kelly Track. I am a four-time entrepreneur, a business coach, and the very soon to be published author of P.S. You're a Genius, an unconventional guide to finding your innate gifts, even when you feel like you have none. So I help people find their genius and monetize it by turning it into a digital business. I've had a pretty long and windy journey to getting here, which we can kind of chat about. But my why is really pretty simple. It's come down to have fun and do what I love. And I find when I do those two things, my outcome is just so much better. Just having fun and doing what I love. And when I'm doing it, I'm on the right track. And I know also when I'm not on the right track. So that's kind of been my guiding why for the last few years, especially in times when seasons of business have been not fun or I've been unmotivated. I just kind of have to go back to, okay, am I having fun? And am I doing what I love? Mm-hmm. And I think that ties in really perfectly because I've started to read your book and I love it so far. And oh, thank you've you. got a really interesting definition of finding your genius. Probably not what I would think it would be, I guess, from the outset. So maybe you can take us through that and talk about what does finding your genius actually mean to you? And how is this different from really finding your strengths? Yeah. So I believe that your genius is your top three to five gifts working synergistically together to create a world-class expertise that only you can do. So it's really about figuring out what your innate gifts are and finding tasks that involve all of them at once. Now there's a couple of key, really important ways that finding your genius is different than your strengths. First, I like to kind of break apart the difference between how I define a strength versus a true gift. Mm-hmm. A strength is something you're good at and something that you are, you're strong at, but a gift implies that you are innately gifted at it and you don't have to try to be better at it. And you don't have to proverbially sharpen the saw. Like it's already there. It's already super top tier. And it's something you can do like on the spot with no thought or preparation. And we really want to focus on where you're truly gifted, not just strong, because that's where you're really going to create that more fluid, easy feeling when you're tapping into your genius. I also really believe that it's different than just finding your strengths because you can't just rely on one thing and kind of call it a day. Your genius really arises when you're doing some of those best top gifts all together at once. A lot of the times I think we default to being like, oh, I'm so good at communicating. That's my top strength. Like, let me just lean into that. You'll get such a better result if you're finding more gifts at once and doing them all together. There's also many other reasons why it's different from finding your strengths, but those are, those are the top two. And then I put a couple more in the book. (laughs) Yeah. I think it's interesting because in school, we're often taught to work on our weaknesses. So if you're not good at math, you should get a math tutor. If you're a slow reader, you should really practice reading, but this is kind of like the opposite of that a little bit, as I understand it, it's really leaning into what already comes super naturally to you and really embracing that. Yes. A hundred percent. I really do not believe in the notion of improving your weaknesses. (laughs) And I really think it's important to really lean into your edges, lean into your gifts and just double down, spend more time on those. And that's where you're just going to yield your highest outcomes. Mm -hmm. I love hearing that because I hate math. (laughs) Oh, me too. I suck at it. I still do. I, one of my friends was asking me what was, he said, what is nine times nine minus nine. And I totally had a brain fart the other day. And I was like, okay, nine times nine is 81. And then I said, minus nine is, and I said 80. And I was like, wait, wait, no, 
No. And I was just, I had a moment. I was like, wow, Kelly track. You're so bad at math. This is why spreadsheets exist. Totally. I'm not in that, like in the head math. I'm not into that either. So I totally feel you. So many of my listeners, as we kind of talked about previously, they're kind of already operating businesses. Maybe they have a couple of employees or maybe they're still solopreneurs. So they're wearing lots of hats at this stage in their business, whether it's sometimes doing customer service or picking packing orders or doing social media posts or email newsletters or speaking. So how can they, do you have any advice for them on how can they like reorient their business to focus on their genius once it's already off and running? So they already have like a business idea. So how can they navigate within what they're doing already to really reorient to what really is their gift? Yeah, I think at the start, of course, you're going to be wearing many hats and it's really hard to strictly only do your genius at the beginning. Once you have more leeway, I think it's really important to think about where can you outsource tasks, delete and eliminate tasks, and be very strict on those two things. And really consider, I like to always just begin with what can you stop doing? And in the book, I provide an exercise of crafting a no-do list and just mm-hmm. writing down all the stuff you don't like doing, stuff that you are you feel like you should do, stuff that you are not, no, if you're doing things that are not a full hell, hell yes, like a full body hell yes, really get clear on what all those things are and see if you can cross through some of that stuff or where can you kind of loosen up the proverbial reins? Like if you're like, oh, I got to post six times a week on social. Well, what if you could pull it back or only post when you feel intuitively called to post, but really kind of thinking through all the shoulds you have to do and seeing if you can strike through stuff. And if you can't get rid of it and it's not in your genius, try to outsource it. Mm-hmm. I love the idea of a do not do list since yeah. a lot of us are multi proficient tasker masters and we're making those to-do lists, but we often mm-hmm. forget about like, you can lose the joy. I think in your work, when you focus too much on the things that you don't enjoy, which I think is obvious, but when you're a business owner, you're, there's a lot of pressure to do a lot of things, I think. And you, you can get yourself in that mindset that I'm the only one that can do it best. So can't let go of that control. Mm -hmm. So I think that's a great message to everybody to really like put that down on paper and then start to think about who you can find and who you can bring into the business. Even if it's like five hours a week, like to have a Mm -hmm. virtual assistant or somebody help you, I think that can be a really easy entry point to outsourcing where you don't have to like hire a salaried employee or something like that. Mm, Totally. A hundred percent. So let's talk about the concept of the red thread. So I'm really curious to hear more about this. So what is that and how is it applied? Yeah. So I really believe that your entire past has prepared you at this point in your destiny to do your genius. And it's like every single thing that you've done along your way, no matter how seemingly random has given you a different set of tools or a skill set or a unique way to perceive something that has really positioned you in the right moment now to do what you're really gifted at. And I came kind of across this concept of this red thread. And when I was actually building out your conscious empire, my signature course on how to find your genius and turn it into a business. And I was trying to kind of explain a lot of people get really stuck on the thinking that they need more experience or another certification or more time. And I was always trying to hammer home the message that like, if you visualize a red thread being sewn, a red thread sewing together, all of your past experiences and everything you've learned along part-time jobs and high school gigs and internships and 
work that you've done out of college or even just different things in your life, hard times, difficult times, your personal trials and tribulations. If you take all those lessons together and weave them, weave them together with a red thread, you've probably picked up way more tools than you realize, and you've mastered your genius much longer than you realize. And if you can understand how much experience all that holds, that can be a really empowering view to step into that makes you feel like, Hey, I could actually do my genius now. That's how I look at it in terms of that concept and that sort of metaphor of the red thread. Mm -hmm. And I think this is actually one of your core geniuses from my experience is like, (laughs) if you want to read an amazing bio, well, we're going to put it in our show notes part of it, but (laughs) definitely head on over to kellyjack.com and read her bio. It is phenomenal. The copywriting is just amazing, but the way you tell the story of your experience so far from university onwards and your work experience, all that journey is so magical. And I know that we've talked a lot about imposter syndrome because it's something that I told the audience prior to you coming on that I've been in your mentorship program and I'm enrolled in your course, even though I'm full disclosure, I have not finished it yet. But I do feel like imposter syndrome is really related to this red thread concept because especially a lot of women feel like if I can't claim my genius, maybe because I'm not trained in it or I I don't have enough experience or maybe I've had some experience, but I'm not that experienced. And I know that's something that you're pretty passionate about talking about. So can you talk a little bit more about imposter syndrome, how this relates to it? And do you have to really be trained in your genius or can you just claim it yourself? You can totally claim it yourself. I really believe that you do not need to go to school for your genius. And more than anything, it's just like a mindset of stepping into it. And I think it's always so key to recognize the power that your own experience holds on its own and really thinking about it through this. There's a framework I teach inside the book being like, because I did X, I learned how to do Y certain skill set, And because of that, I can help you achieve Z. So for example, I'll, I might say something like, for example, I never formally learned how to do sales. Like it wasn't like a class I took in school. I never went through any programs. But I picked up a lot of sales skills when I used to work at Tesla Motors selling cars. So I would flip that framework around and flip that into being like, because I learned how to sell $100,000 vehicles at Tesla, like I can help you sell your $1,000 coaching packages through understanding the customer's needs and really listening and understanding their values and asking questions thoughtfully versus like pushing and convincing. And because of that, I'm like qualified to help you learn how to sell because like I've picked up these skills along the way doing this. So it's more than anything, thinking about how you can reframe past experiences and really recognize like, Hey, I've picked up some amazing skill sets here, believing that yes, I have picked up really good skill sets. And then verbally being able to explain that on a website or a sales page. And I think that can really help get you out of imposter syndrome when you realize that you have done so many great things and you actually are more accomplished than you realize and you have more gifts than you've maybe noticed in the past. Mm -hmm. Totally. And I know one other thing that you've mentioned to me on like coaching calls is that there's always somebody kind of a few steps behind you who would like really benefit from your experience where you are today and where you've been. So you may not be like, I often feel I haven't exited a business at like a hundred million dollar valuation. So who am I to like coach people on certain things? But then like to somebody who's just starting their e-commerce business, my experience can be really valuable since I've scaled my business to seven figures. Mm -hmm. So 
not taking that for granted and really appreciating that. And I love that idea of like all those experiences that you've had in your life, kind of all perfectly coming together to form Mm -hmm. who you are today. Such a beautiful concept. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I like to always share. And one of the lines I put in the book is like, you really just need to be a couple steps ahead of somebody, like you said, Christy. Mm -hmm. And it's like, if you've gotten results for yourself or somebody else that makes you qualified to help. And it's like, when we want to fix the drain, we just YouTube how to fix the drain. And we watch other people fixing their drain on YouTube. It doesn't need to be like a drain cleaning expert. It's just somebody at home making a YouTube video. And that provides enough value for us to go fix the drain at home. And I think those are the kind of things we have to hold on to is that we just need to be a little bit ahead of somebody and that's more than enough. Yeah, totally. And I think like for myself, even when I'm looking to hire like any business coach or something, I'm looking for somebody who's recently been in the shoes that I've been in. Cause it's more, mm-hmm. re- it's definitely more relevant for sure than somebody who's making a billion dollars a year who hasn't touched a marketing campaign since 1995, like totally sure there's like a relevancy relate and it's recent too. Cool. So let's talk about the chapter in your book on ditching your doubts, which I think perfectly aligns with what we were just talking about. Cause I think this would really resonate with our audience because a lot of self-doubt comes up with our listeners and myself included. And some of our most popular episodes actually are on this topic. So one that I t- talk about a lot on here that personally I felt, and I think a lot of our listeners can relate to is the idea that if someone's already doing it, I can't. So most of my listeners have a product-based business. So they have an idea to start a business and they Google it and they find, oh, somebody's already doing this and oh, I can't do it. No, I'm not going to be able to do it better. So how can someone reframe this thought? What are some tips for them? Yeah. It's such a common thought to feel like, because it's already out there that there's no need for your product or your way of doing things or how you would make something. I think it's always key to remember that if we all made a piece of pottery together in a pottery class, all of our little mugs would turn out entirely differently. And even if you and I, Christy had the exact same gifts, how we express our genius would be entirely different. I really believe that your genius is as unique as your fingerprint and what you could create is so much different than what other people could create, even if it has been quote unquote done before, because you're adding your unique spin on the situation, your unique personality, your past, your trials and tribulations, your genius, your way of doing things. I really believe that you at the end of the day are the competitive advantage. And when you weave in your gifts and your red thread and everything you've been through in your life, you kind of are creating not just a product or a thing, but you're creating the articulation of your own soul. And that's something that other people just wouldn't be able to do, right? And everybody's going to have their own unique way of doing things. I like to use the metaphor in the book of a couple of years ago, I made yam fries that I was taking to a party and I needed a dipping sauce. And I was like, oh man, people like mayo, right? I don't like mayo and mayo has not have been my thing, but I was in Whole Foods and it was Friday night and I needed something quickly. And I found this vegan chipotle mayo and I ended up getting hooked on this stuff. But the key thing is, is that you got to figure out where your quote unquote vegan Chipotle mayo is in your life. Like finding that niche offering that you can do, because you might think that the mayo industry is super saturated and everybody has a jar back in their fridge somewhere and everything's been done before, but there's somebody out there that wants something unique. There's somebody, there's a client out there that wants uh, what you've got or a customer that wants that organic vegan Chipotle mayo. And it's just about remembering that 
you can offer something and do it in a way that is different and unique. And because you want to make it, that means that there's somebody that wants to buy it. That's Mm -hmm. how I always sort of frame that feeling of it's already been done before. So I can't. I love that. And now I want sweet potato fries with vegan Chipotle. (laughs) (laughs) They're always really good. They're always good. (laughs) Speaking my love language. I love sweet potato fries. (laughs) Me too. Me too. (laughs) So the book has a quote that says you can either be the genius or the copycat, but you can't be both. Mm -hmm. I love this. So tell me what this means and how can you apply this to your business? Yeah. Oh man. I'll just be really honest. I used to be world's biggest copycat. I would see successful people and I would just try to do exactly what they were doing. I would mimic the way my coaches did things. I would try to build my startups when I had tech startups in the way in which I'd seen it done before. If I met cool people, I just essentially wanted to clone myself and become them or like clone them and like turn into them. I was always just a little copycat. And I realized that it really wasn't working because there would be certain times when I would just try so hard to be somebody like else, like somebody else and think that that would give me more success, but in result, it, it didn't. And only once I started leaning into my core authentic essence and really leaning into my unique personality and the way in which I do things and kind of take on a little bit more of like a screw it, I'm doing it like this kind of persona. That's when I started getting much better results. So I really believe that you can really only be the genius or the copycat. Like you're either making the original thing, leaning into your own voice, leaning into your own gifts, rocking them unapologetically, running with your intuitive impulses, leaning into your creative desires, like making things that you want to make, or you're like copying what other people have done, checking on your competitors' websites, seeing what other people are charging and charging kind of a similar amount, following in others' footsteps for for the fact that you don't want to get it wrong, playing it by the book. There's such a different energy between the two. And I really noticed with coaching clients a lot, I would see people who would shine and excel because they would lean into the genius that only they embodied, or there'd be the clients that were just trying to copy somebody else's stuff. And it would always fall flat because that really wasn't stemming from their core authentic essence. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that is so brilliant. And I can totally respect that. I mean, myself, I think in the last year I've had a lot of what Marie Forleo calls comparisonitis. Like mm-hmm. I go and watch people because I'm like, oh, look at this brand succeeding online and e-commerce. And I started following all these brands on Instagram. And then I realized that's really toxic. Like I don't yeah. need to be following these brands because it was distracting me from my own strategy and what we were doing at our business. So I think leaning into your genius is like the greatest way to differentiate. It sounds like even as a brand, like to be able to stand out in your market when everybody's making sweatpants, like you make them in a different way or you wear them in a different way or you show up in a different way to talking about that. So I think that's a good call out for our listeners who sometimes I think are a little bit shy to stand forward in their business and say who they are and their point of view. That's like really matters and your values Mm -hmm. in your business definitely really matter. So thank you for sharing that. So before we wrap up and head to hot seat questions, I just want to talk a little bit more about your book that you mentioned. Yes, you're a genius. Congratulations. Your first book. This is amazing. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I'm excited. I'm nervous, but I'm excited. (laughs) Yeah. I remember when you declared that you were doing this and I was like, wow, that's bold. Good for, I knew you would do it, of course, because this is Kelly track. She does it. She does the thing. So tell me a little bit about the book when it comes out, where can people find it? All that good stuff. Yeah. So it comes out November 30th, wherever books are sold, Canada and the U S it is available at kellytrack.com slash books. 
So PS You're a Genius is divided into four parts. The main core message is figuring out what your genius is and how to discover the work that you were born to do and discover the thing that only you can do in the world. So part one is really about figuring out what your top innate gifts are. Part two is about putting them together to find your genius. Part three is about ditching the doubts that hold you back. So this is like doubts like, I can't do it. I'm not good enough. I can't make money doing that. I need to move to Bali, AKA I need different conditions before I start doing my genius. I need more time, a certification, more degrees. We kind of go through all those doubts one by one. And then part four is called the new playbook for success. So I break down some of the new rules you'll need now that you know that you're a genius. Cause I kind of believe that geniuses play by a different set of rules. So I talk about how to make decisions based on your intuition. I talk about the power of quitting stuff that's not working. And I uh, teach the readers how to create exponential results over just incremental gains. So those are the four parts of the book and you can get it at kellytrack.com slash books. And let me say that Kelly is an amazing teacher. So I know this book is just going to be so transformative with many takeaways and you do such a beautiful job articulating processes and step-by-step things to do in your courses. So everybody's definitely going to want to pick this up. So we'll put the link in their show notes to the book so you can check it out. So let's get into a few hot seat questions. Yeah. I'm super curious for these answers Yeah, for a while, but I don't know some of these answers. So tell me what's one non-negotiable step in your morning routine. Definitely my morning coffee. I like need that to get going, <laughs> but not too much. Cause I've had this ongoing stomach ulcer that I'm trying to keep at oh. bay. <laughs> you have black coffee or you put something in your coffee? I do an almond milk latte and I usually do two cups in the morning. And then now I'm not allowed to have any more because <laughs> that's my max for the day. <laughs> Love that. Love that. I'm, yeah. I drink a lot of coffee too. So no judgment from this side. So what's your favorite business book other than your own? Of course, you are a badass at making money really helped me in many ways. That book was really transformative for me in terms of just, I think, Claiming my desire to make money, knowing that it was okay to make money, being unapologetic about like charging for stuff, having a higher self-worth around what I was doing. That book was just really impactful for me. Mm -hmm. Jen Sincero, amazing Mm -hmm. book. And Mm -hmm. Kelly has a course on money mindset, which I've taken because that's an area I would like to improve on and it's excellent. So great suggestion. What's your favorite podcast that you're listening to right now for fun or for- I've actually kind of- stepped away recently from podcasts. I went through a phase when I was writing my book and I had to stop listening to a ton of stuff, but I mostly listen to stuff that feels light and fun. My favorite one, I love the Robcast by Rob Bell. I listen to that. That's okay. spirituality. The Create series as well is really good with Kristen Hange and Natalie Roy. And that's about creativity and business and play and fun and pleasure. And I feel like between the spiritual messages of Rob Bell and the reminder to have fun, it's a really good break when I need a break to be like, oh, right. Yes. I need to enjoy my life too. <laughs> I can't totally. just work. <laughs> Yeah. There's so many podcasts and I find it can be all consuming. Like I get behind on podcasts and then I'm like stressed out that I haven't listened to some in a while. And I'm like, this is not the point. The point is to have enjoyment. So I love that you're tuning into fun with yeah. that as well. My last question for you is if you could wear one outfit on repeat for the rest of your life, what would it be? I love this question. I got these blue goldie jeans, light wash jeans this year. I've always been trying to find the right pair of jeans and it's taken me forever. And I finally found them. So a pair of light wash, uh, high-waisted denim, black top, 
I always wear a black top because if you <laughs> spill something, nobody can see use it. Um, and I'd say probably three on my feet, Birkenstocks. Like I'm a diehard Birkenstocks fan and I love Birkenstocks weather. So I think those three things together make me a happy person. Love that. A quality mm-hmm. is great product, great brand. So um, good shout out. They've got great values as well on sustainability, which I admire. So mm-hmm. love that outfit combo. So to wrap up, where can people find you online if they want to connect with you? People can find me at kellytrack.com. I'm going to write my last name with an H. So it's T-R-A-C-H. So kellytrack.com and kellytrack.com slash books is where you can go to get PS You're a Genius. And what's your Instagram if anybody wants to tag you as they're listening to this episode? It's at kellytrack. Cool. Awesome. Kelly, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on the show and an absolute honor just working with you over the last few years and your programs and stuff like that. So thank you for sharing your genius with our audience. And we'll definitely put all the links in the show notes so you can connect with Kelly and learn more about her and grab her book. And thank you so much. Appreciate it. Oh, thank you, Christy. It's such an honor and a pleasure to be here. So thank you so much. Thank you for listening to Brave and Boss, the podcast. If you want to take your e-commerce brand to the next level, be sure to check out my website at christysumer.com, where you can find all the show notes, free resources, and blog posts and principles to help you grow your online store. You can also follow me at K-R-I-S-T-I-S-O-O-M-E-R on Instagram. Find your purpose, make it happen. I'll talk to you soon.